0: You know, we're here today, hopefully, expecting to hear good news. And we're here today realizing that sometimes good news is a, a mixed message of sorts. Sometimes the good news we hear doesn't feel that good until we experience the good news that God wants us to have. You know, I heard about a farmer um, this past week who had visited his banker and He was at the end of a very bad harvest year, so it wasn't a very comfortable visit with his banker. His loans were all coming due, and so he sat down with his banker, and he started out by saying, Friend, I've got some good news and some bad news. The banker replied, Well, give me the bad news first. So the farmer said, Well, you know, when we planted this year, it was a very dry uh, spring into the summer, And about half of my crop came up, and then we hit the fall of the year, and we had uh, the deluge of rain. And what did come up was drowned out. And he said, "I I just don't have any crop this year. I'm not going to be able to pay back my loan. And furthermore, all of the equipment that I bought and the loan that I got, well, I'm not going to be able to pay that back either. And I've dipped into my savings, and I've tried to cover my house note, but I'm." kind of running out of money there too. He said, banker, just to tell you the truth, I'm as broke as the Ten Commandments. The banker looked at the farmer with a dazed expression on his face and he said, this is really terrible. This is awful. You said you had good news. What's the good news? And the farmer brightened up a bit and he smiled broadly and he said, the good news is I'm going to keep bringing you my business. You know, good news, when we hear it, sometimes uh, it doesn't sound like good news, does it? There can be mixed messages in good news. And when we read about Zechariah's story, and we read about this old priest, I mean, I can really relate to Zechariah. Here he had been praying for years and years and years that he and Elizabeth would have a child, right? He'd been praying over and over again, and then all of a sudden an angel appears to this priest. And he's paralyzed with fear. The angel says, don't be afraid. And then the angel shares the good news. You and Elizabeth are going to have a baby. And you're to call him John. What does Zachariah do? He really does question the angel. Do you know how old I am? Do you really think this is a possibility? And due to his disbelief, the story says that Gabriel said, You're not going to speak until the baby is born. You know, I can relate to Zechariah in this way. How many times as a, as a pastor uh, I have witnessed myself praying for something, and all of a sudden God surprises me. And when God surprises us, we we wonder, you know, we question. And, and, and all the time we need to be reminded you've been praying for exactly this. Maybe not on your time schedule. Maybe not exactly in the way you thought it would happen. But God has again delivered. And I love the way Eugene Peterson says about John who will be born. Saying to Zechariah, you're going to leap like a gazelle for joy when this baby is born. For many will delight in his birth. Of course, we Methodists know this John as John the Baptizer, right? Not John the Baptist, but John the Baptizer. And John was that one who would pave the way for Jesus. And then that same angel visits Mary. And the angel says to her, Mary, you don't have anything to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and called son of the most high. Can you imagine what Mary felt when she heard that good news? Is this really good news? I'm a young woman. I'm a virgin. And you're telling me I'm going to have a baby? Last week we read about Joseph and he had his own concerns when the angel visited him. But this angel's story to Mary was received differently than Zechariah received his story from the angel. Mary realizing that this announcement was extraordinary. And that the announcement basically to her was the baby that you will conceive is is the savior of the world. And Mary, in this remarkable way, accepted the role to be the linchpin of the birth of the Savior of the world. Mary said, yes, I see it now. The Lord's made ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. And then Mary sings her version of joy to the world. This scripture that we stood for, the Magnificat as we call it, or some call it Mary's song, is a song of the expression of joy when accepting what the angel had said to her about this responsibility that she had. Mary's song reminds us that we can celebrate great Christmas in our world without any attention to Christ. But we can't know Christ without paying attention to Christmas and what Christmas is all about. To know Christ, says Mary's song, is to know God who has entered history, who joins us on this blighted planet and who speaks good news to the most unlikely recipients of it, many of whom are the lowly, many of whom feel as though good news has passed them by, never to return. Mary, unlike Zechariah, trusted in the angel's message and new possibility opened up for her and for the whole world. You know, there's two things about what, how Mary responded to the angel that I want us to pay attention to. Because many of us, have come here today perhaps seeking good news of one kind or another. And we gather here in increasing numbers throughout Advent and and Christmas Eve expecting again to hear the good news that comes to me and comes to you. Mary's song teaches us that we are to trust God and to let go. When we hear her carol of God... For our lives, we are encouraged to let go of our preconceived notions about what God probably wants from us. We have to let go of our plans, of our preferences, of our prefabricated worlds. And we need to let God do with us what God would do with us because we know that our God always leads us toward the good news. You know, maybe you've come here today trying to figure things out. Maybe you've come here today with a a plan that you think is already a bit questionable. Maybe we need to hear what Mary said. Let it be with me according to your word. I'm letting go. And the second thing, to let God. To let God to let God be God and to do for me what God intends because we know we can trust God to always be leading us to that place of ultimate good news. What it means for us when we feel like that we're out of control in a given situation or circumstance is to surrender into our hands to God and to let God direct us, motivate us, move us, into the paths that God would have us go. God gives us a choice, just as he gave Mary a choice. We can turn away from him, or we can live right into that trusting relationship that God has come to bring. I read a story about John Kavanaugh, who was a a brilliant ethicist, who had chosen to spend three months with Mother Teresa in Calcutta. He really went to Calcutta to be with Mother Teresa because he had this issue that he was facing. And as he was aging, he wanted to know exactly how he was to spend the last years of his life. He was looking for clarity related to how he was to live. He said on the very first morning of being in Calcutta with Mother Teresa as she was doing ministry among the dying, Mother Teresa asked me, what can I do for you? And Kavanaugh asked her simply to pray for him. She replied, Well, what do you want me to pray? And Kavanaugh asked her if, she would please just pray for his clarity so that he could understand exactly how he was to spend his life and that he was here, he'd gone halfway around the world to learn about clarity from being with Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa replied to him by saying, no, I will not pray for you to have clarity. He was taken aback and he said, Why? And she replied, clarity is the last thing you are clinging to and must let go of. Let go of clarity. She then said to him, after laughing out loud, I've never had clarity in my life. What I've always prayed for personally is to trust. I pray to trust God with everything. That's pretty simple and clear. To trust God with everything. Have you come here this morning on this third Sunday of Advent? Seeking clarity. Perhaps we need to hear that the message of, of Mary is to let go. And to let God. And to trust God. For the answers, I read a story that's an anonymous story written by a mother that I think underscores this uncertainty and what it means to trust. A lesson that she learned and passed on to us. It's about her little baby, Eric. Her husband and she were in this restaurant and 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 little Eric was there, and when she got him all situated in his high chair, he began to squeal with glee, and he began to say one of the only words he knew, Hi! Hi! And the mother looked around to see exactly what had caught his attention as he continued to to giggle and to, to say hi, and nearly leaping out of his chair. And then she noticed the source of his merriment, was an old man, obviously off the streets. The pants were baggy, his zipper was half mast his toes were poking out of what would be shoes. His shirt was dirty, his hair was unwashed and uncombed. His whiskers were too short to be called a beard. And you could smell him from several feet away. And then he began to talk to Eric. Hi there, baby. Hey, Buster. Good to see you, little boy. And she said that she and her husband just began to eat, and they began to eat faster and faster, wondering to themselves how they would get out of this circumstance that they did not foresee. And then the old man began to speak a little louder. It was like he and Eric were in conversation. Eric saying, hi, and the old man said, do you play peekaboo? a Do you play peek a Hey, look. Hey there, little boy. How about patty cake? Do you play patty cake? The mother said, we ate in silence, all except for Eric. He continued to run his repertoire at the old man as the old man continued in glee to respond. She said, after we had finished our breakfast in minutes, We got up. My husband was paying the check and I was making my way to the door. And there the old man was between me and the door. There was nothing I could do. She said, as I went by him, little Eric just just leaped out of my arms into the arms of the old man. And then she said, all of a sudden my little baby was on the shoulder, the dirty shoulder of an old man who was patting his little bottom and holding him tight. She said, no two beings have ever been so close, so deeply connected in such a short time. I stood there awestruck as the old man rocked and cradled Eric in his arms and his eyes opened and set squarely on me. He said in a loving yet commanding voice, you take care of this baby. Take care of this baby. And somehow she said, I managed to say I will. And then I received my baby Eric back into my arms and I left the restaurant. She said, I ran to the car. and When my husband got there, he saw me crying and he heard me praying. My God, my God, forgive me. She said, I had witnessed Christ's love shown through the innocence of a tiny child who saw no sin, who saw no judgment, who saw only a soul when I only saw a dirty suit of clothes. I was a Christian who was blind, holding a baby who saw clearly. I was one who didn't trust the circumstance and wanted to get out of it. Eric was one who wanted to experience with full trust and unconditional love. Friends, when you read that story, you read what this mother said in the end. I was reminded of the words of Jesus unless we become as a little child, we can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Mary trusted God after hearing good news that she didn't know was that good or where that good news would carry her. She couldn't foresee what it would be like to raise the Son of God, to watch Him grow up to watch him teach, to watch his ministry with others, to watch how he was loved by some and rejected by some, to watch how he was rejected and hated and crucified and eventually killed and who rose three days later. But she was reminded through all of that that we can go ahead and trust God for the end of the story. You know, maybe you've come here today looking for some clarity. Where are you going? What are you going to do? How can you best spend your time and energy? Remember, God is the God of surprises. God will send angels and sometimes in smelly clothes to remind us. To turn things over to a God who loves us and who only wants good news for us. A God who can be trusted. Now and forevermore. Amen.